Welcome to the HMO Experience, the UK's only HMO-focused property podcast, where every Monday, Matt, Jamie and Steve will inform and inspire you about everything to do with HMOs, rent-to-rent, and how to set up and grow a successful HMO business, whether you're just starting out or you're already on your way. Hi, I'm Matt Harris, and welcome to, actually it's not Matt Harris, it's Steve Mitchell, we've switched seats this episode, so I'm uh, in the host chair, and uh, I've got these two amazing people next to me, so say hello Jamie. Hi everyone, my heart is going back to normal, <laughs> and say hello Matt. Hello. <laughs> I thought you can say hello Matt. Hello Matt. <laughs> so, episode 18, so this is all about staging and photography, so this is a, a vital um, part of the process to, to make your rooms all appealing. So, Matt, tell us some of the things that you do in your rent-to-rents to um, make your properties appealing. Cool. So, um, I have learned over time to build up a staging pack as such. Um, on uh, the first property that we took on last year, we had nothing. Literally just a bare room with wardrobe, um, a made-up bed, and that was about it. Pictures came out all right, but there's nothing really eye-catching um, and they kind of fade into the background when you're scrolling through sort of spare room or open rent or Facebook or wherever the case may be where you're listing it. So obviously as um, as a result of that, it was um, really implicit that we kind of made our room stand out. So over the course of the last sort of five or six properties, we built up a staging pack, which includes, you know, fake plants and um, uh, some nice um, additional furniture in the kitchen, or I say furniture, you know, like um, trinkets and I don't know. like I know what you mean. That kind of... Trivets. Trivets. The fancy stuff. Yeah. Oil bottle. Yeah. A cookbook. Candles. Candles always look good. Um, Like pillows and throws for the beds. Um... Uh, pictures and on the walls as well. So we, um, I had um, three or four pictures from a street artist that I've pretty much used in all but one of our properties. So there's a, a consistent theme, um, uh, and I think that's kind of important to obviously make your room stand out. And I think the other thing which is which we'd like to evolve to, not necessarily on rent to rent, but is kind of to add a lot more design or have a branding and a theme element to your rooms um, and you're a little bit limited with rent to rent because obviously you have to take the property as is you can't or it's not um, uh, financially viable to carry out mass sort of decoration yeah um, but certainly the quality of our um, pictures or the the staging of our pictures has improved from sort of nothing to now having you know a load of throws and cushions and uh, rugs and all that, the whole kink caboodle kind of chucked in there. So, so why do you go to that uh, length and effort to to do all this stuff? Well, what's the what's the tangible benefit? Um, to stand out, to make your pictures um, look attractive and appealing, and also to kind of um, to uh, you know sell a sort of lifestyle to a certain degree yeah okay. you want people to be drawn to your pictures because um you know it looks like a, a nice homely environment to live in um and also because there are um certainly in the london market and i'm sure you guys have, 
and a similar sort of experience um, outside of London as well is that there, there's always a lot of rooms that are being advertised and you want to be eye-catching. You yeah. want to stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Um, so that's really why we've gone to the effort of building up a staging pack and making sure that, you know, the, the rooms look as um, best presented as they can be. Okay. So that, that's obviously a rent trend. Would you do anything different, Jamie, if you were if you're looking to purchase HMOs? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be doing exactly what Matt was suggesting. So don't forget, you've put all this time and effort into your house. It could be one you own. It could be one you're doing rent to rent. And that's all very well and good. But this is fundamentally important to show it off. Uh, obviously, being the shy and retiring type that I am, this is the equivalent of me being shy and retiring with your rent rent or your HMO rooms. You want to make your rooms, as Matt said, look the best they possibly can do. Because in episode 19, we're going to be talking about how you can use what we're doing in this episode into the next stage, which is advertising and marketing your rooms. Of course, the sooner your uh, adverts go out, the more appealing your adverts are, the more responsive people who are looking for rooms are going to be, and hopefully you're going to get more viewings. So it's all about start with the end in mind. As Matt said, he's trying to paint a picture through his staging pack to make his rooms look amazing because he wants people to imagine themselves when they're looking at the adverts that they can actually live in that property. Mm. So I guarantee, I said that quite a lot. It might be the case that rooms in your area, um, uh, I can't give you a percentage, but there'll be maybe quite a few house, uh, rooms in your area, irrespective of if you're buying HMOs or doing rent to rent, which look pretty rubbish. Mm. So, what are you trying to do with snagging and, sorry, forgive me, staging and photography? You're quite, you're trying to make your rooms look better than everybody else's, mm. and it doesn't have to spend, it costs a lot of money or indeed spend uh, much money to do so. So Matt's got a staging pack in the same way that we have a brand with our HMO rooms that we own ourselves up in Coventry um, and the West Midlands. We want the rooms to look uh, amazing. So how do we do that? Uh, A couple of episodes back, I interviewed Joe Balston on all things interior design. Mm. And we simply use the same design in all of our HMO properties. So there's consistency there. It's part of our brand. So when people start seeing our advert, which is next episode, then they're going to know who it's from. Yeah. If the rooms look great, the chances are that, uh, again, you'll attract the best uh, best customers. Mm. So where, what, what sort of shops do you go to? What sort of outlets do you go to to buy your um, staging equipment? Uh, so I have gone to B&M, uh, Wilco's, um, uh, Primark. Uh, Primark? Primarily, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ikea for, for fake plants. has got a great selection of fake plants. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have to be um, expensive. Obviously, you can um, opt for expensive staging furniture if you wish. Mm. Um, I think you need to bear in mind the fact that, you know, the, the, um, the value of the item doesn't necessarily translate in the pictures. What you're trying to sell is is the lifestyle and to try and like well to liven up the um you know what is essentially a bed and some chest drawers and yeah. all um so you know it, it doesn't it doesn't have to necessarily cost the earth the staging furniture um you know there's a, a whole bunch of options out there like i say if you want to spend the money that's that's great um but i think it is worthwhile um, building up a pack so you know the first property we had nothing then the second property, we started buying some cushions and some throws 
and a couple of pictures. And then we, what we then started to do was factoring in um, a little bit of cost uh, or budget for staging in every subsequent property. So we'd spend, you know, 50 or 100 pounds getting more staging furniture. So yeah. that's what has helped us build up a staging pack. And that's also helped us maintain a level of consistency in terms of the pictures that are being produced. Mm. So I think that, you know, and that, you, depending on your budget or whether you're doing rent to rent or you're, you're buying, you know, you may opt for more expensive um, dress items if you yep. bought a property because you know you're more invested in it in the long run, right? And if you um, if you're marketing at the higher end for sure, then why not? But yeah. I think there's there's a lot of um, good looking, affordable, like more than affordable, and um, sort of dress furniture out there. You just need to have a little look around. Yeah. yeah. And when you when you're staging your rooms, Jamie, do you? tend to leave the staging equipment in the room for the customer to enjoy, or do you take that out and reuse it? What do you do? Uh, great question, Steve. I get asked that a lot when we do our trainings, as you all know. Um, but it's a brilliant question. Uh, and the reason that what we do is we want to give uh, customers the option. I do not want to make the room look amazing, make it staged, look really cool, and then the next podcast, we'll talk about advertising, so they'll then see the advert, then come and do a viewing, if the room they look at on the viewing is completely different to the one that's in the advert. So I give them the option. If they want me to take away the throw or the cushions or whatever, I'll happily do so. Um, some people prefer to keep it in the room. But um, a couple of things I wanted just to pick up on, if I may, yeah. onto Matt's comment uh, about uh, where to go. I have a little folder on my phone. Here it is, those of you watching YouTube. And I have a little shopping folder. And that includes things like uh, Not On The High Street, Again, really cool, quirky little um, UK um, manufacturers and small businesses that provide good little knickknacks. I've got Wayfair, which is a big uh, online shop. Oh, yeah. I get artwork from a website called, and I'll pronounce this wrong, Fi, F-Y, might be Fee, who knows? Really cool, but good artwork. Again, really cost-effective. But I also really like, and I came to this later in life, gentlemen, uh, Matalan. I never used to go to Mathland until I realised that actually the home stuff there is really good. So I use that in some of our right. remotes. But again, Steve, coming back to your point, I'll leave the stuff in the in the rooms if the customers want it, or I'll take it away if they don't. Cool. Okay. So um so the room's looking all um spanking new and uh, looking really cool and uh, the customers enjoy that. What what do you guys do to um show the rooms to, to um get that uh professional appeal um, the professional image room out into the marketplace do you um, hire professional photographers to do that do you do the photography yourself and, and what are some of the tips that you could give uh, around um, the, the presenting and the photography of the room um, so Matt uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can see I don't sit in the seat <laughs> it's the hot seat it's the hot seat so um we are pretty fortunate because we um, work with a platform school called Spotter Home, which is um, like an online listing. How do you spell S P O T A H O M E. Cool. Spotterhome.com. Amazing. Um, they are currently only operating in the UK in London, but they're looking to branch out to um, other cities in the UK. Um, basically, it's, it's an online listing platform for. Um, they have a lot of international interns and students, um, and they provide a video tour and professional photography of um, your room. 
um, in return for charging you a, a commission on each booking. So um, we've been working with Spotter Home for um, uh, just over 12 months. Um, we're rated as one of their top landlords. Oh, nice. Um, just saying that. Um, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, is, um, which is nice. And I think uh, the process with them is obviously once you've got um, your property set up and, uh, and it's dressed, They'll send around a photographer and he will spend, he or she will spend an hour or two at your property taking the pictures and then doing a video tour. That again, that then gets uploaded onto their platform. Um, and then, you know, that has visibility, um, not just in the UK, but um, in uh, Spain, France, uh, Italy, uh, Germany, and uh, one other country that I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's all European based. Um, but you get the content then for free. You get floor plans, you get pictures, oh, and brilliant. you get the video. Now, um, one thing that they do on all of their content is obviously branded with the Spotter Home logo. So I've got a great content guy who will repurpose the branding into our logos. And if anyone's listening from Spotter <laughs> Home, um, we, we need a legal you- <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just talk to me, it's fine. We're good. This is, this is, this is not Max Cup. We crop, we crop the video and the pictures to just cut out the Spotter Home logo. Um, Steve yeah. and I don't do that. Steve and I don't do that. So just Matt over there does just that. Just me, just me, it's fine. Um, but no, we get like professional standard photo- um, pictures and, and a video tool, which is great to use. And then we um, cut the video down to a 90 second tour, which is great to use on a spare room, which we'll go onto for the marketing uh, and open rent as well. And then we upload that on YouTube and Facebook. So it's easily accessible. Cool. Um, but yeah, like we've never engaged a professional photographer outside of the platform because we haven't had to, but I would definitely recommend as I'm sure that you guys do and um, to use a, a professional to get that quality and the feel of the pictures across. Yeah. Steve and I were very lucky um, a few years back. We were helping an amazing guy. We were mentoring him, actually, on all things HMO. Uh, his name's Mark Ashworth, who happens to be a professional photographer, doesn't live too far away from us. Mm. And we invited him into one of our HMOs at the time. And he did an amazing job uh, photographing the rooms. It does make a massive difference. Massive difference. Uh, you know, it might be worth the investment. If you've got a property that you own, of course, an HMO, it might be worth spending that money uh, on a professional photographer. Um, actually, Matt came up with an idea a few weeks back. We were talking about getting a videographer for one of our property networking events and maybe a photographer. And Matt suggested go to local college students, for mm-hmm. example. Again, get, get they might be able to um, use the uh, equipment from the college or the university they're at, which will, will be amazing. And if they know what they're doing, again, you could pay them, but it might not be, you know, yeah, yeah. high-end professional uh, photography fees. Mm. But here's the thing that, that we do for the most of our rooms, uh, Matt, uh, Steve knows this already, is we take photographs of our own properties sometimes. And you can do that from your phone. Your phones are amazing yeah, these days. Of course. So as long as, and I was told this by um, Mark uh, Ashworth, by the way, uh, if you can have a, a little uh, tripod, uh, and have that in the room with your um, iPhone, for example. Other handsets are available. <laughs> you can, the the, you, the, the camera on those things are amazing. So the tripod keeps it steady. You can get that for a fiver or a tenner off Amazon. 
uh, other retail sites are available. <laughs> so, and whatever you do in your rooms, make sure all the lights are on, make sure the curtains are drawn, make sure yeah, there's sure. as much natural light as possible. And you know, you know what? With with free software on your device to touch up the the, uh, the, the photographs, they will still look amazing. Yeah. There's also um, I know Airbnb offer a photography service. Oh, cool! So you can get professional pictures done to them, and I think OpenRent do something similar as well, where they can send a photographer around to take pictures of your property to list on their platforms. Mm. But you know, like you say, if you can strike up um, a relationship with someone local, that'd be great. I think um, from memory, because um, uh, I've spoken with a couple of the freelance photographers, uh, I think the sort of going rate for a four or five bed property is about 100 quid, 120 quid to have professional pictures taken and to then have a video um, provided as well. And um, Now, if the photographer edits that at the same time, awesome. If not, you can jump on Fiverr and mm. get get the video and the pictures edited as you wish. And um, that's super easy as well. So when you're doing your photography and whether you use a professional or whether you're doing it that yourself, um, what do you do with the, the photography once you've taken it? Is it just sort of a use one time only or, or, or can you repurpose that when you need it? Or how do you guys use the photography um, throughout the life of the property? Good question, Steve. You're good as a host, I tell you. Um, so again, this, this comes back to um, you might want to consider using a design that's consistent across all your rooms. So for example, when you have your five, six, seven, eight, whatever bed, HMO up and running, there might be an opportunity for someone to move out because they might be moving jobs elsewhere, whatever. So you can use the original photography, which I think might have been where you were coming from, which I like. Uh, you might be able to use your initial photography when you first took on the property or when you first had it refurbished and use that stock photography that looks amazing in your advertising going forward. Because let's face it, if there's somebody in one of your rooms who's given notice to leave, you want to start marketing that room as quickly as possible. However, the chances are with someone living in that room, it's not going to be quite the standard as, of course, it being empty. So why not use your stock photography in your adverts whilst they're still there before they move out? Yeah. The other thing um, that uh, we use our pictures for is for brochures and flyers and leaflets. Mm. Um, because you've got some great um, stock content there to use for your business advertising, whether it's uh, you know, a brochure that you're presenting to a landlord or an agent, or whether it's um, you know, advertising, having leaflets around in local um, coffee shops or um, supermarkets, um, uh, you know, hanging up on notice boards or in, um, in corner shops, sort of sticking them there for a room ad- advertisement. I think it just it's much more eye-catching and much more attractive. Yeah. So that's a, a bit more offline because obviously, you know, like you say, we're going to cover off um, uh, a load of the advertising and marketing tactics in the next episode. But there's there's the opportunity to use the pictures for um, in those kinds of instances as well. Yeah, I like that. One thing I'll just add to that, if I may, this mm-hmm. is a, will be in a future podcast episode. But if you're interested in raising finance from JV partners, uh, investors, etc., and you want to show off your work to justify or track a bit of your track record, why not use the before and after mm. photographs in your properties? So again, this amazing photography in your first or your next HMO could be used as a contrast 
to compare it to the photography when he first took on the property before you did the refurb. So if it looks appalling when he bought yeah, it yeah. and then looks amazing once you've refurbished that, have that in your marketing collateral uh-huh. because that might give you a, a really nice visual, visual representation that would help you either uh, raise more finance or get more investors. But that's a whole new podcast yeah. episode. No, that's a good point, actually. Just thinking because we, we use that. We have a slideshow <laughs> on Facebook um, that we have which shows the pictures before and after for each mm. room. Which is great because actually you can see the That's transformation. Cool. Yeah. Hey, nice. Good morning, good morning. Could also get into revaluation as well, maybe. Oh, yes, what he says. They don't call me the Andrew Neil of HMO. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, they don't call me the Andrew. Who's <laughs> 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 Andrew Neil? Yeah. 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 <laughs> interviewing Boris. <laughs> so, um, so the last thing I just want to touch on is, is video because. When I look on Spare Room, um, uh, because that's where I I predominantly advertise, I don't see much video. Mm. Uh, It seems to be uh, a media that's there, but but it's not leveraged. So have you used video advertising your rooms, Matt? Yeah, we we always stick a video on our uh, room adverts. I think, I can't remember whether um, Spare Room uh, has got a five-minute restriction or a 90-second restriction. I think it's five minutes Mm. for the video tool. Um, but we always stick a 90 second video on there, which covers off, uh, you know, the bedrooms, the kitchen, the bathrooms, uh, and the hallways and any external areas. And we've got a really good video editor we've got from, from Fiverr who kind of knows, um, uh, the setup. Um, but I think it's super important just because, um, pictures obviously, uh, represent, um, one, uh, image of your property, but the video tool gives, the viewer a little bit more of a feel for mm. the layout of the property, right? And to see it in context, like, okay, the room is great, but how does that fit in with the rest of the property? And I think that having a video tour is, is really valuable to add to your listing and um, just to, you know, give um, the viewer a better first impression of, of um, the layout and the look and feel of your property in general. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a good point because we experimented um, a couple of years ago. I think if you remember uh, using VR and VR goggles and doing three D and stuff yes. like that. Really? Did, did that work for us? Uh, it was quite fun doing it because uh, you could wander around with a VR headset on your head, looking like a bit of a um, well fall. But it was quite a cool experience to actually, in effect, walk. Feel like you're walking inside ah. a property. So nice. It was more of a fun thing to experiment with. We didn't really use it from a marketing point of view. No, and there's other um, solutions like Matterport is, I know, one that the um, the developing community used to yeah. um, give a, a VR uh, sort of experience of, of the development, how it's going to look and how it's going to feel. But, yeah, I'm uh, I'm a little bit of a technophobe and not really used uh, that in our problem. So, uh, so let's wrap it up then. So let's just summarise. So um, in terms of our staging, um, there's a whole bunch of different places you can go. It doesn't have to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can invest uh, what, what um, budget you have. It's vitally important to do that so that you differentiate your rooms yeah. against the com- competition. You look on spare and a whole bunch of magnolia, vanilla um, rooms that don't really inspire. And if you're trying to attract the best customers with the best uh, uh, best rents, then that's something you're going to need to do. Try and use a professional photographer where you possibly can. Um, that's not just a cost, but it's an investment because you can repurpose all of that uh, in uh, all of that co- um, photography, that content, that video into marketing materials, brochures, 
all sorts of different things, as Jamie mentioned, getting the room ready uh, and advertising that for when people leave. Um, having a staging pack that um, you can transport around or leave in the room, depending on what the customer uh, requirement uh, is, will, um, again, differentiate yourself in the marketplace. So there's a, although it's a, a very sort of narrow uh, subject, it's, it's vitally important. Um, I think the way that we see it is that it's a bit like the pin head on top of the pin. It's the final bit that you have to do in order to get the customers in. So if you don't do that bit, then what, suffer the consequences at the end of the day. So um, vitally important. Share with us um, on, um, on social media um, the experiences you've had with staging, whether you've tried video and it's worked for you or whether it hasn't, um, the different color schemes that you have. We'd love to see some of your photographs if you want to post those onto the Facebook groups which is the HMO and Property Forum. So check us out on there. Um, we'll be um, sending out HMO hashtags. Um, we'll be sending out HMO bite size. Oh my God, look at God, Steve. What's that? That was going to be a hashtag. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I saw some kids in the street <laughs> doing it. I thought I'd copy it. <laughs> We're doing that now. For all you guys on the, and girls on the on the. On the port, I thought Jamie was sticking his fingers up at me. No, but he's doing a hashtag. Apparently, um, oh, yeah, I forgot not all of you are watching the video. So, uh, so there you go. So, Matt, any final words from you? Uh, no, Steve. No, that's generally your section. No, 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 no. I don't have any golden nuggets to Any final words for you? Dan? No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for hosting us. <laughs> uh, my pleasure entirely. So. That's it for episode uh, 18. Um, we'll catch you on the flip side on episode 19. And on episode 19, we're going to be talking about advertising your room. So how to get the most from all the great work that you've just done on this podcast. So that's it for me from Andrew Neal on the HMO Experience <laughs> Podcast. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the HMO Experience. Don't forget that all of the resources mentioned in each episode will be available on our website, www.thehmoexperience.co.uk. We regularly update our website with new content to help you along your HMO journey. So make sure you check out www.thehmoexperience.co.uk for more details. Also, remember to join our online community by liking the HMO Experience Facebook page and subscribing to our YouTube channel. 